Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Sunday Scripture Podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, Today, it's just me. This is Andrew Darling. I'm the director of Junior High Ministry and Faith Formation. Usually, I have a couple others with me uh, for these uh, podcasts, but this week, with the weather, it has been uh, kind of difficult to get places, so we're doing this one a little bit different. Uh, But we're still going to do the same things. We're going to look through the readings for this Sunday, which is actually the first Sunday of Lent, which, as always, can be found at usccb.org, clicking the uh, Daily Readings tab up at the top and looking for the first Sunday of Lent, which should just be a few spaces down. So we have all of our readings today, our first reading from Genesis 9, our psalm from Psalm 25, our second reading from 1 Peter 3, and then our gospel from the Gospel of Mark. Let's go ahead and... As normal, we're going to read through these, and then we're going to take just a minute to reflect on them and come back together and think about uh, what God's trying to tell us in these readings. So here we go. The first reading comes from Genesis chapter 9. God said to Noah and to his sons with him, See, I am now establishing my covenant with you and your descendants after you, and with every living creature that was with you, all the birds and the various tame and wild animals that were with you and came out of the ark. I will establish my covenant with you, that never again shall all bodily creatures be destroyed by the waters of a flood. There shall not be another flood to devastate the earth. God added, This is the sign that I am giving for all ages to come, of the covenant between me and you, and every living creature with you. I set my bow in the clouds to serve as a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. When I bring clouds over the earth, and the bow appears in the clouds, I will recall the covenant I have made between me and you and all living beings, so that the waters shall never again become a flood to destroy all mortal beings. Our psalm comes from Psalm 25. Your ways, O Lord, are love and truth to those who keep your covenant. Your ways, O Lord, make known to me. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and save me, for you are God my Savior. Your ways, O Lord, are love and truth to those who keep your covenant. Remember that your compassion, O Lord, and your love are from of old. In your kindness remember me, because of your goodness, O Lord. Your ways, O Lord, are love and truth to those who keep your covenant. Good and upright is the Lord, thus he shows sinners the way. He guides the humble to justice, and he teaches the humble his way. Your ways, O Lord, are love and truth to those who keep your covenant. Our second reading comes from 1 Peter chapter 3. Beloved, Christ suffered for sins once, the righteous for the sake of the unrighteous, that he might lead you to God. Put to death in the flesh, he was brought to life in the Spirit. In it he also went to preach to the spirits in prison, who had once been disobedient, while God patiently waited in the days of Noah during the building of the ark, in which a few persons, eight in all, were saved through water. This prefigured baptism, which saves you now, it is not a removal of dirt from the body, but an appeal to God for a clear conscience, through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God, with angels, authorities, and powers subject to him. Our gospel comes from Mark chapter 1. The Spirit drove Jesus out into the desert, and he remained in the desert for forty days, tempted by Satan. He was among wild beasts, and the angels ministered to him. After John had been arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the gospel of God. This is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. 
So go ahead and take a minute with, uh, whether you're by yourself or with your other people, uh, just take a minute and kind of think back through those readings, look back through and see what stuck out to you, what was interesting, what questions you have, um, what words seem particularly to stick out to you today. Uh, since I've gone ahead and done that, I'm going to just give a little bit of my own reflection on some things that I think are important from these readings. Um, again, normally I have Paul and Chelsea and maybe Erica with me, but uh, today it's going to be a little bit shorter, and I'm just going to give a little bit of my own reflections on what I think is important here. Uh, one thing that I think really is important is the word covenant. It comes up in the first reading and in the psalm, and it sh- it's talked about again sort of in a fulfilled way in the second reading. Um, and it's, it's an important word that we use a whole lot in the church, and yet I don't think a lot of us really know what it means. I know my, I, I didn't until just a couple of years ago when somebody brought it up like this. Um, covenant is like a contract, but it's not exactly like a contract. It's the sort of thing where two people agree on something. and But it's a sort of contract like that where people are made family by this. It's, it's more like um, adoption paperwork than anything. It's saying, I promise the other person this, and they promise to do this, and because of this, that person and I are now family. There's a, there's a further, there's a depth to it, uh, to a covenant versus like a contract or uh, other kinds of agreements. And covenants are really what God uses throughout the Bible to build up his own people. He starts with uh, Adam and Eve, really, in the garden, and he sets up a covenant with them, although it doesn't use the word covenant. And then he has this next one, which we have in the reading today, with Noah, when God promises that every um, that no matter, never again will all I'm sorry I'm reading it here never again shall all bodily creatures be destroyed by the waters of a flood there shall not be another flood to devastate the earth and then he gives a sign he says this is a sign that you and I can remember when we see this thing we're going to remember that you and I have a deal here um, and that sign is the rainbow and then he goes on throughout the rest of the Bible he establishes uh, a really big covenant with. Abraham, and then another with David, and it builds up to the final, um, or rather the the new covenant with Jesus. Um, And it's sort of, you can see with these, it's not only making a family, like I said, but it's making a larger and larger family. With Adam and Eve, it's starting with just those two people in the small um, community of a couple. And then with Noah, it moves to his family, his whole kind of family with all of his uh, sons and his daughter-in-laws. And it's, it's a larger group of people. Then with Abraham, it's uh, one holy tribe. It's a whole tribe. Um, with David, it's a holy nation and a holy kingdom. And so we see as these things grow, and of course Jesus comes along, and as he does in the gospel, he preaches to everyone that, uh, or as Peter says in his uh, his uh, letter in the second reading, that Jesus went to everyone to preach the gospel. And that last covenant encompasses the whole world. It's open to everyone. Um, and so you see this sort of progress throughout the whole thing, which I just think is really, really cool. Uh, one more thing. So the first thing was covenants. The second thing that I think is worth uh, looking at here uh, is in the gospel. We actually had the second half of this gospel just a few weeks ago in, uh, I think it was the third or the fourth week in ordinary time. Um, because we were reading from Mark, but now that we are back in Lent, the cycle kind of starts at a different point. Uh, we just had part of this. And that second half of the gospel where it says, after John had been arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the gospel of God. It, it's, it's just amazing to me, it, it, just the way that, how simply it's written. It says, after John had been arrested, for doing what? John had been arrested for uh, well, preaching the gospel of God as much as God told him, and for 
calling out other people for their sins and asking them to uh, baptize and repent. And so as soon as John had been arrested and was eventually killed for that, um, Jesus came to Galilee and did the same thing. Um, and of course, you know, we don't know exactly how much Jesus knew at that point, but Jesus knew that this was a risk and he knew that it was the sort of thing that um, John was locked up for. And yet he continues to do it because he is the way, the truth, and the life. And nothing can, nothing can change that. Um, they can do whatever they want to and we can kill Christ. We did. And yet the way, the truth, and the life remains. Uh, and I just think that that is amazing. And it shows up again at that first half of the gospel where Jesus goes out into the desert uh, for 40 days, which is part of where we get the 40 days of Lent. And again, he was tempted by Satan uh, and among wild beasts, but the angels ministered to him because him being God, him being the way, the truth, and the life uh, does not change just because uh, of whatever circumstances he's in or people around him are in. Um, and so it's an important thing for us, I think, that last bit as we get into Lent uh, to remember is that Jesus doesn't change. God doesn't change. Uh, he is always with us, and that will never change. We may encounter difficulty, and during Lent, we take on a certain amount of difficulty. Uh, as Father Alphonse said in his homily on uh, Ash Wednesday, if you weren't able to be there, he said, sometimes there's penances that we, we choose, like, you know, I can give up something for Lent, but sometimes there's penances that, that God just kind of gives us. Uh, at the moment, uh, as I'm recording this, I'm snowed in, and so that's, that's certainly one sort of thing. And COVID has been a whole other uh, kind of penance for a whole year. It's something that we've been just sort of handed that we didn't really choose. We wouldn't have chosen if we had the choice. Um, and yet we have this penance. So whatever it is that you're doing this Lent, whether it's something intentional or you're really taking on the things that have been given to you, uh, take it on seriously and realize that God is with you in whatever thing you're doing, whatever things you are uh, fasting from, however it is that you are living during this time. Um, on that note, I want to invite you to listen to our other podcast, which is uh, just coming out this Lent. It's called Return, Lenten Podcast Reflections. Uh, we're going to be talking about different things every day. Uh, these podcasts that you're hearing now are generally between like 10 and 30 minutes long. Those are so far only like three and a half minutes long. Uh, they're very short daily reflections um, from various members of our ministry team, although I've done most of the first week. Um, and it's just going to be little things to think about for every day, sometimes from the readings for the Mass that day or just from different places in the Gospel, different places uh, and aspects of the faith. So I encourage you to check those out. Uh, we're on all the same platforms as well as YouTube, so definitely go check out Return uh, Lenten Reflections uh, from the All Saints uh, Catholic Church in Dallas as well. So thank you so much for joining us, and we will be with you again next week. God bless.